Welcome back to another episode of Our Maryland's Politics and Policy Podcast. I'm your new host, Tracy Leatherberry. This week we'll be discussing earned income tax credits and speaking with Robin McKenney, co-founder and CEO of the Cash Campaign of Maryland. Now, many of you are probably wondering, what exactly is the Earned Income Tax Credit? In summary, the Earned Income Tax Credit started federally under the Ford administration within the Tax Reduction Act of 1975. Originally, the EITC was supposed to be a temporary refundable tax credit for lower income workers to offset the Social Security payroll tax and the rising food and energy costs of the time. The credit was made permanent by the Revenue Act of 1978 and was considered both an anti-poverty program and an alternative to welfare because it incentivized work. So, how does it work? The Federal Earned Income Tax Credit is a refundable tax credit for moderate to low-income working individuals and couples, particularly those with children. The amount of EITC benefit depends on a recipient's income and number of children. Since its implementation, the EITC is a policy that has provided millions of low-income American workers with a few thousand dollars when they file their taxes each year. Given the success of the federal earned income tax credit, several states have implemented similar tax policies that expand upon the federal EITC. 29 states, including Maryland and the District of Columbia, have enacted their own version of the federal EITC to help working families earning low wages meet basic needs. State EITCs build on the success of the federal credit by keeping people on the job. In 2014, Maryland raised its credit to 28% of the federal EITC from 25% to be phased in over four years. In recent years, however, there have been calls to expand the EITC to include workers without children. While the earned income tax credit is one of the country's most effective anti-poverty policies, it mostly leaves out a huge segment of workers Currently, Maryland is working to expand its earned income tax credit with Senate Bill 647 and House Bill 856. Here to explain more about expanding Maryland's EITC for younger workers is Robin McKinney. She's the co-founder and the CEO of the Cash Campaign of Maryland. Um, Welcome, Robin. Thanks so much for having me. Great. So I just wanted you to give our listeners an idea of what the cash campaign is and where it came from and um, what are some of your core issues for the organization? Cash Campaign of Maryland is a statewide organization that promotes economic advancement for low to moderate income individuals and families in Baltimore City and across the state of Maryland. Cash is an acronym that stands for Creating Assets, Savings, and Hope. And we're the result of a recent merger of the Baltimore Cash Campaign and the Maryland Cash Campaign. Uh, Baltimore Cash has actually been around since 2001, and the Maryland Cash Campaign, um, which I also started, has been around since 2007. And what we really focus on are sort of three pieces. One is about helping individuals to gain financial stability and to meet their financial goals. So we provide free tax preparation. We provide financial education, financial coaching, uh, getting people screened for public benefits. So all those things at the individual level to help people to meet their financial dreams. The next set of things we do is to support practitioners, so the people that are providing those services across the state. Um, We provide training. We do uh, all sorts of different convenings. We do conferences. We provide online tools and different supports to those practitioners. So between the clients and the practitioners, our our network of folks um, are in 19 out of the 24 jurisdictions, and we see about 27,000 people a year. 
And just on the tax preparation side, we help people bring back over $33 million in federal and state earned income tax credits. So that's one of the reasons why we care so deeply about the credit is that we see the impact that it has in people's lives. And, of course, the last thing that we do is policy work. And, and you know, these are the issues that a lot of people don't want to talk about, about what are their financial struggles. And um, so we want to lift up the stories and particularly to highlight things that are working. And the Earned Income Tax Credit, which has been around since 1975, people don't realize that it was started by President Nixon, um, and the state um, sort of added their own version of the EITC back in the 80s, that this is a tool that we really know works. It goes to working families. You have to be working at some point during the year and in able to in order to get it, and it provides a lump sum at tax time that really does change people's lives that they can use to put a down payment, to get a better car, to get a better job, to access training and support. So for us, we're trying to make sure that as many people as possible can get the Earned Income Tax Credit or the EITC. Great. And um, I know a lot of our listeners have heard of the Earned Income Tax Credit on a federal level. Um, could you talk a little bit about uh, the specific expansion that you all wanted for Maryland? Sure. I think one of the reasons why the listeners probably know so much about the Earned Income Tax Credit is almost 50% of all Americans actually access the Earned Income Tax Credit at some point in their lives, even if they don't realize that's why they're getting a tax refund. In fact, in the state of Maryland, um, over 70% of the people who get it use the credit for only three years because they're able to get those supports that they need to make higher wages, and then they're not eligible anymore. And so we've seen and been, I think, really lucky in the state of Maryland that the General Assembly has been so um, enthusiastic and um, has supported the EITC by doing an increase. And so they've done that a couple times. So particularly um, when the sales tax was being raised, when they made changes to the state tax, they understood that they needed to take care of hardworking, low-wage workers um, as they were making those changes. And so those have been really powerful. But unfortunately, there's one group that we've been le- leaving behind this whole time, which are younger workers and those workers who aren't claiming dependents. Um, a lot of people think that you have to have a child to claim the earned income tax credit, and that's just simply not the case. But the amount of money that you can earn is significantly less. So, for example, a, a worker not claiming dependents has to make less than about $15,000, whereas a worker claiming up to three children could go up to 54000 so obviously a much bigger difference. And you see it in the refund size, too. So the maximum refund for someone who is not claiming any dependents is a little over $500, whereas it's up to about $6,000 for those claiming children. And that's a big, obviously a big gap. Children, you know, cost something when you're claiming dependents. Um, But these younger workers also are being left behind. Um, so right now, if you're not claiming a child, you have to be over the age of 25. So here's this incredibly important group, right, our future workforce of 18 to 24-year-olds. Right now, they're simply completely ineligible for the earned income tax credit, even if they meet the income guidelines, simply because of their age. And that is just sort of an old relic of, I think, an assumption by policymakers many years ago that people were at home being supported by their family while they were attending college. And we know that that's just simply not the case for many younger workers. 
so that's what our bill focuses on, sort of three pieces. One is saying there are no income eligibility. If you make the, or there, I'm sorry, there's no age eligibility. If you meet the income guidelines, you're in. So if you're 18 to 24, you can access the credit. The next piece that it does is it raises the income. Again, I, I mentioned that the top end is about $15,000. Well, that amount of money is even less than someone working full-time at minimum wage. So it's just simply not hitting enough people that are working, but they're not making a minimum wage and certainly not making a livable wage. Um, so our bill raises the income to about $24,000, which happens to be 200% of the federal poverty level. Then the last thing it does is I mentioned that the top end of the credit um, is about $500, and so our bill makes the credit 100% of the federal so that people could get up to $1,000 if they were also eligible for the federal credit. So, again, trying to make it more valuable. Right now, the average person in the state of Maryland that isn't that is currently eligible for the credit is actually only getting about $71. So that's not having that anti-poverty boost that we see, um, obviously, with a much higher amount of money. Thanks for that summary. Um, and I know you were speaking of a couple of bills in the Maryland legislature currently. Um, do you happen to have the numbers of those bills? Yes. So we have uh, Senate Bill 647, which our lead sponsor is um, Senator Richard Maddalino, who's the vice chair of the Budget and Taxation Committee. And a lot of uh, key members of the Senate have signed on to that. And in the House, it's House Bill 856, which our lead sponsor is um, Chair Merida Sheila Hickson, um, also from Montgomery County, with a lot of really great co-sponsors on in the House as well. Um, and we almost got the bill passed two years ago when they were making some changes and pot potentially doing a big tax reform package that uh, fell, fell apart for lots of other reasons. Um, and then last year, obviously, the budget was in a different situation. But this year, now that federal tax reform has happened, there's a real opportunity um, to frankly make up some of the difference for this group that was also left behind when federal tax reform happened. Um, so we have a real moment to frankly stop taxing this group of workers further into poverty. Yeah, and that, that kind of gets into my next question. Just overall, I know a lot of our listeners have an interest in helping people to get out of poverty, helping people to thrive economically in Maryland. Um, and you've answered a bit of this already, but if you have any more insight, just um, tell our listeners how this is good economic policy for the state of Maryland, similar to issues like raising the minimum wage. Um, how How is the uh, EITC expansion something that would be really good for all Marylanders? Expanding the earned income tax credit is great economic policy because it puts money in people's pockets. And we know the research shows that that money is spent locally. Um, for every dollar that's invested in the earned income tax credit, we're seeing a multiplier effect of about $1.23 in economic activity. Again, because people are putting gas in their car, they're using public transportation, they're buying food, they're paying their rent, uh, you know, they're able to, to purchase a car, put a down payment on a car. They're spending this on things that can be consumed. This isn't money that's going to the Cayman Islands. And um, while there are, are different subpopulations, which I can talk about, of, of who are these workers, this EITC expansion would benefit 355,000 Maryland workers. That's a lot of people. 
in the state of Maryland. Right now, there's about 440,000 people that are claiming the EITC in Maryland, over a billion dollars in refunds. So that's huge money that's already coming into Maryland. Um, but the fact that this program would almost double it shows, frankly, how large scale and how urgent the problem is. If you think about those folks who are 18 to 24, um, that simply just don't meet the age requirements. That's about 60,000 people. And those are folks who are foster youth transitioning out of, uh, of state care. Those are young veterans. Those are people who are not being claimed on their parents' tax returns that are trying to balance working and going to school and getting started. Again, remember, these are people who aren't claiming dependents. Um, so it's not like they, you know, may have those expenses, but you also could have non-custodial parents who they just don't get the benefit of claiming a dependent on their tax return. So um, within that, too, if you look at how many of the low-wage jobs in Maryland go to women or go to people of color, this is a, a, a real incentive that particularly benefits women and communities of color. And if you really track the demographics in our state, it's pretty evenly split, but if you look at a jurisdiction like in Baltimore City where you have a high African-American population, this is going to proportionally help in a really excellent way low-wage African-American workers in Baltimore City. Same when you look in Montgomery County. It's going to help low-wage African-American Latino uh, workers in those communities. Great. Well, thank you so much for explaining more about the cash campaign, as well as um, these bills to expand their earned income tax credit to young workers. Um, last question, you know, how can our listeners help to get these bills passed? Um, well, first, they can go to our website, which is cashmd.org, um, and go to the policy page and um, see the links there where you can uh, find out how to contact your legislator, which is critical. We've had both of our bill hearings were last week, so now's the point that, you know, we need the bills to come up for a vote and for a positive vote. Um, we want to make sure that, you know, while some tinkering could happen to really adjust the price of this, we want to make sure that, for example, the age really goes all the way down to 18 and that there aren't efforts made to sort of slice off maybe just going down to 21 and things like that. So I think having people to go to our website and find out how they can sign on to our list and to, uh, to contact their legislators and let them know that they support Senate Bill 647 and House Bill 856. Yeah. One, one other thing that folks can do is if you're on Twitter, is you can follow hashtag expand EITC. Okay, that's hashtag expand EITC. Okay, well, great, Robin. Thank you so much for taking the time to explain this issue to us. Thank you. Before we wrap up, we'll hear briefly from two young workers about how the EITC expansion will affect them. Well, my name's Brittany Owens, and I'm from Washington, D.C., um, Expanding the earned income tax credit in Maryland would be incredibly helpful. I moved to Baltimore City to get my master's degree in social work. Um, I'm also a first-generation college student, and um, my family had to make a lot of sacrifices for me to be able to attend college in general. Um, so expanding the earned income tax credit could be an extra $500. So what that means personally to me can help me pay for rent. It could help me actually uh, put a down payment for a car so I can have um, better job opportunities. And also it'll help me be a better social worker. It'll help me um, be able to go 
like I said, wherever. <laughs> and also I can get my license in social work, and that's not cheap at all. And the only reason why I can't get this credit is because I'm only 23 and I don't have a child. And um, I think it's just, like, what's the underlying message behind that? Like, so do I need to have a kid? I can't get older in order to be able to help myself and other Marylanders to get out of poverty. And also, when people get this money, it's spent locally, so it goes right into boosting Maryland's economy. And D.C.'s expanded their earned income tax credit, so I think it would just be great for Maryland to like do the same. And um, like I said, it'll really help out a lot of people. My name is Nakia Trezevar. I am 24. I live in Baltimore County. And I just recently heard about the EITC. Um, I'm never qualified, so I've never heard of it. I'm just recently learning about taxes in general. But now, knowing what I know, from 18 to now, the extra money would have really helped. Um, I moved out of my mom's house when I was 16, and I'm not only financially responsible for myself, but also for my younger sister. And that's a lot. On a 16-year-old, that's a lot. And the extra money would have really helped, whether it was food, whether it was my car, whether it was making sure she had stuff for school. I had stuff for school because I wasn't done yet. Even now, today, I could really use the money. It's still hard. Um, the cost of living goes up every time I blink. And it's a lot. But I'm grateful that now that I know what I know and knowing that someone is fighting for it, that I can help my sister get the opportunity to get this credit so that she doesn't have to go through what I went through trying to raise her. Um, and in the black community, we don't really know much about taxes, so it also helps me to teach my grandparents what it is that they're looking at, or my mom, or anyone else that I come in contact with, because a lot of people have no idea what this means. They have no idea. When I say EITC, they're like, the what? Isn't that the money you get back every year? And I'm like, no, actually, it's something completely different. So I think, I think it's a great thing, and I'm really happy to be here to be a part of this, to say that if it goes through, I was there when it happened. This has been the Our Maryland Politics and Policy Podcast. Join us next week for a discussion on minimum wage. Until then, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and visit our website at ourmaryland.org.